you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Eric. Hey, boyos. Eric here. Hey. I am ready to write some sham fiction. I feel like it's been forever, even oh, though it's man. really only been like a week. Yeah. We are excited for you to write some sham fiction, and we've got a treat for you this week, my friend. Ooh. <laughs> Let me give you a couple clues. Do yeah. I get to write okay. cotton candy and ice cream? You don't. You don't. Oh. This is this is pure junk. Food. If you do a good job, we might give you some cotton candy and ice cream. <laughs> all right. But here, here here are the clues. Okay. First of all, this movie was written by Thunder Levin. Figured out yet? Nope. What does that uh, mean? DB trivia. Real name. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, this movie was directed by Anthony C. Ferrante. Uh, okay. Have you not figured it out yet? These Eric, sound like a listers. These household Real. names. Uh huh. And Thunder then, Levin? Then, then Levin and Ferrante are somewhere going, screw those guys and their podcast that no one listens to. Uh, anyway, we're talking about the 2013 classic Sharknado. The first one. Enough said. Enough said. Uh-huh. As was the tagline. Oh, uh, boy. I'm amazed I didn't know those names. That's uh, That's crazy. <laughs> Considering it's such a hit, excellent film. Yeah, it's like... You know, Spielberg, uh, Kubrick, <laughs> Ferrante, <laughs> the Trinity. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The, the, the Trinity, the tripod yeah. on which film yep. is supported. So, uh, uh, why are we pitching Sharknado is a good question. It's a very good uh, question. <laughs> I'm not asking that question. Oh, but, <laughs> but we are. <laughs> and. I can tell you, the reason we're pitching Sharknado is because I was in a hotel recently. I was in uh, Orlando uh, doing an internship and had sci-fi on. I don't normally watch the television. I watch the Netflix. I watch the Amazon. And there was a preview for Sharknado The Fourth Awakens, which I found out <laughs> was the fourth Sharknado film. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you decipher that one? Oh, man. It took some serious, serious research. <laughs> And I thought, they're still making these. What is Sharknado? <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, the simple concept of sharks and tornadoes forming some sort of unholy Sharknado seemed ripe for a sham fiction. And I enlisted Mr. Neal to watch this, uh, although we had to watch it separately, so that we could share our <laughs> findings with you. Uh-huh. Oh, man. This was, this was like a <laughs> anthropological... Examination 
in ways. I watched, you know, I I have to be a third party onto what is happening, whatever this is, and look at it with an observational eye, a scientific mind. <laughs> you had your little journal. I notes. did. Why do they do that? Written in capital letters, underlined five times in red at the top of each page. <laughs> yeah, and yet this takes place in the country that I live in, in a city that I've been to, where normal people live. Yeah. Where did this happen? How did this happen? Oh, boy. So we are going to hop in here, Eric, and tell you about Sharknado. And warning, <laughs> warnings to our audience members who may have seen some of the previous Sharknados, or maybe not. This is going to have full spoilers for Sharknado. That's right, Eric. We're going to tell you the entirety of the plot of Sharknado. Whoa. We're going to be here for a while. So be prepared. (laughs) Ah, I'm excited. (laughs) Bring it on. All right. We're going to start right now. Sharknado is is about a horrible hurricane that starts off the coast of Mexico, creeps on up to California, and ends up hitting L.A., uh, also tornadoes, I guess. And the thing about those tornadoes is that they're filled with sharks, which, as we all know, are nature's deadliest killer. Sharks, now they don't need to live in the water to bite through anything. And they can bite through steel. They can bite through, oh, don't even get me started on limbs. They'll bite through your limbs. Uh, they don't need to breathe. They don't need any of that. All they need is the opportunity to get their biters close to something you love. That's the thing you need to know about sharks. And there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of them per tornado. (laughs) I'm sorry, per sharknado. (laughs) Uh, And as as you know, you've been to L.A. There are constantly Mm -hmm. tornadoes in the city. Yeah, and hurricanes, too. And hurricanes. Oh, yeah, constantly. There's hurricane season, L.A., they're battening down the hatches. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. So <laughs> that's your that's your backdrop for the Sharknado. What we're going to tell you about is the storyline. <laughs> okay. So first off, what would you call uh, you know a bartender, hero, protagonist, former surfer in this world of sharks? What would, I I his think, name what, be? What would his name be? His yeah. name would be. I'm going to go with Brock Harris. Oh, that would that that's would a be good too name. good. It's That's Finn. a good name, but not good enough. <laughs> it's uh, it's Finn. So okay, think think that one through for a bit in your English uh, analytical Finn mind. In a Why film would they call about him Finn? Yeah. yeah, in the movie about yeah. sharks. Yeah. Uh, so Finn, he's a retired, he's a retired, uh, you know, surfer. Owns a dive bar, <laughs> and you know, as you do, and oh, yeah. he uh, senses that there's a Sharknado a brewing. Right, you can tell because he's a surfer, uh-huh. and he he feels in his, down his bar and takes his group of barflies with him to go okay. save his ex-wife and daughter. Okay, all uh, right. So they they leave the bar, which you know, of course, is just in time because it gets flooded and Sharknadoed to all get out. <laughs> it's on the uh, Santa Monica Pier, yep, which is Monica quickly Pier. destroyed. The Ferris wheel spinning out of control, oh, destroying everything. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then they they go and they make it to this house where she's living with the new boyfriend. It's still Finn's house. We're, we're made very clear on that. Um, and as soon as they get there, of course, one of the crew has died along the way. The old alcoholic who would hit on the uh, <laughs> waitress who was maybe 20-something. Um, Neat. And used his favorite bar stool as his weapon. So he's dead. 
Yeah. Uh, they make it to the house, and very soon after knowing him for about thirty seconds, the boyfriend gets murdered by a shark. After mm. Claiming that they have the uh, the best possible safety precautions in place, <laughs> second to none, I believe he says. Wow, they were, everyone was, seems pretty prepared for this uh, Sharknado onslaught. Oh man, you you wish you wish they were. Well, unfortunately, too many lives were lost. Uh, so they they make it to the house. They free the ex-wife and daughter, who are not very happy with Finn. Uh, and then they realize that, oh, shoot, I have a son, too. He's <laughs> hanging out at Just flight school. Just realizing that now. Yeah, not mentioned. Not mentioned until they get there. Uh, so then they go to the flight school. Along the way, they find a bus full of kids <laughs> stuck in the flood. Uh-huh. And so Finn does what you do. You know, he grabs his repelling gear, repels down from a bridge, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, his ex-wife says, gosh, this is just like you being so selfish, putting the needs of others in front of the needs of your family. <laughs> and then one by one, they lift about 40 children up this uh, <laughs> this rope. One man. One, one man. man lifts up every single child. Yep, with a winch. Wow. Uh, saves the bus driver, too, who was only in Hollywood because he wanted to be an actor. And his mom said Hollywood would kill me someday, which is fortunate because the Hollywood sign gets whipped up in the Sharknado and crushes him to death. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hell of a last line. Hell of a. All this time, Nova, the uh, the bartender, who's always in her bikini, uh, is flirting back and forth with Finn. Finn's too old for her. But fortunately, they get to the flight school, and Finn's son is age-appropriate, so she's instantly into him. <laughs> so that worked out really well. Uh, they go, and they make some bombs, because everyone can make bombs. And uh, they decide the only way to end this once and for all, to save thousands of lives, <laughs> is for Finn's son, Matt, and the bartender, Nova, to take a bunch of bombs in a helicopter and throw them at the tornadoes. <laughs> That's right. Of course. Blowing up tornadoes. That's how you get rid of a tornado. <laughs> that's you you need throw a, a bomb hit. in it. Did you see Twister? Uh-huh. That's what Bill that's what Bill Paxton was doing oh, that, that whole time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just throwing makeshift bombs into tornadoes to blow them up. And that's that's what does it. They wow. they blow up two of them. It, it works, works great. Nova gets swallowed by a shark hole. Oh no. Uh and then the third the one they, they couldn't blow up properly, so Finn has to save the day by putting a bunch of bombs in a truck, a Hummer that they got from a Hollywood rentals place uh-huh. that has a nitro button. Yeah. Uh, so he jumps out, thumbs the nitro button, sending the truck into the final Sharknado, blowing it up, saving the day. But oh wait, now there are sharks raining down from the sky, Eric. Oh no. What are they going to do? Well, good thing they have chainsaws. Uh, so... They, you know, slice a couple sharks completely in half with their chainsaws. No resistance from the sharks hitting the chainsaws. Uh-huh. Uh, but then the last one, the big one's coming. And Finn Great jumps white. into it with, <laughs> with his uh, chainsaw out. Uh-huh. Against Best Ball moment of the movie. And then, oh, oh, he's dead. We're so sad. But it starts bulging, Eric. It oh, starts no. bulging and we hear that, that chainsaw sound. That's right. <laughs> Finn has cut himself out. And then he turns back. What, did he forget his keys? No. Nova was in the same shark, and he pulls her out alive. She's not breathing, but Matt quickly fixes that with a quick round of CPR. And by CPR, we mean blowing in her mouth once. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. 
We do not endorse that. And Please, then, someone and take ends, the training. It ends with Finn, who's covered in the viscera from the shark, having his mouth wiped off by Tara Reed, his ex-wife, oh, who then makes out with him. That's a bit of an overstatement. And they all turn to the sunset. And then the Sharknado. Yeah, so that's the whole movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is Sharknado. Uh, and this uh, is your favorite film ever, right? Oh, man. I did not get charmed by the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you. Uh, and I, I even watched it. I watched not just the regular Sharknado, but I watched the Rift Tracks Live version of Sharknado. Rift Tracks <laughs> being the former Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys. Yep. They'd recorded it in our hometown of Minneapolis. And yeah. I thought that, place. that would make it happen. It would make it fun. Oh, I couldn't get, I couldn't deal. I, I, I had to <laughs> clockwork orange myself to get through this movie. Oh no, tapes oh, on, tape on the eyelids. It was rough. It was nice. rough. Nice. Uh, wow. So. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I watched the, uh, see, I was a man and actually watched it without riff tracks and <laughs> it's <laughs> it, pronounced uh, masochist. yeah in this case it was um yeah and i i gotta agree (laughs) i didn't enjoy it but it did have it did have its moments including the moment we described there at the end (laughs) like that was like what i was waiting for i wish if the rest of the movie could have been finn jumping into a shark with a chainsaw and then pulling nova out for the whole running time i would be i would have been happy I would have been I would have been yeah. a okay, but unfortunately, there's some spaces between. <laughs> so here's here's the thing to note about this movie, Eric. Uh-huh. It does not wink at the audience at all, right? Oh. Never. It's a ridiculous concept, but they never play it for comedy. It's just played straight. It's played straight. Oh, with some awesome! Of the poorest, most I had to do this to stay in my union performances I've ever seen. Uh, this is this is true B movie. Yes, uh, this is B movie as it like used to be in that it was made by people who are not in the A list industry for the most part, especially the people behind the camera, and so they're not the greatest storytellers, you know, and they're not the best at telling jokes. So the jokes aren't like winking at the audience ever. It's just bad jokes <laughs> and bad writing, <laughs> and even though they have a concept called Sharknado. It's, and you think, of course that's going to be, it's 2013. <laughs> of course you're going to be like, hey guys, Sharknado, wink. No. no. no they treat this like a true disaster movie all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Which, it's, you it's know, again, weird. all respect to Ferrante and Levin. They've succeeded more than we ever have. <laughs> oh, very much so. Yes. Uh, and they will never listen to this podcast. Never. So, um, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's give you some characters, and then we're going to talk about a few of the specific things that we love about this movie. Okay. Okay, so first up, you got Finn. Uh-huh. Finn? Uh, who's the ex-surfer. He owns the bar, which gets sadly destroyed. Uh-huh. And there is nothing to this guy. He has no characteristics to him. He's just the generic lead who knows what to do. Right? I imagine uh, he's uh, white. Yeah, oh, they're they're all white. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I mean, white is a shark's underbelly. <laughs> you said it. Uh, as, as in the great white. Yeah. So, yeah, so Finn, uh, cons- you know, he's he's the guy who's just yelling, move, get out of here, we got to do this, come on, everyone. <laughs> just the, knows that's, what to that's do. That's half of his lines yeah. of dialogue. Nice. Uh, then you have 
Nova, who's his bartender. She works for Finn. Uh-huh. She's in a bikini the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, like, she's a bikini bartender for whatever reason. Um, this movie's not above a little exploitation. Oh, I was gonna say. It's like, I know the oh, reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is bikini exploitation. And she, she's inexplicably attracted to Finn the entire time until she meets his son. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite thing about her is that she really, really hates sharks. I mean, she hates them. She goes out of her way to say how much she hates sharks a lot. Like, really personal. Uh, and she carries a shotgun and shoots sharks constantly with nice. a shotgun. Sometimes out of the air. Oh, yeah. Most of the time, Shark out of the air. Because they're coming from the yeah. air. Uh, Andrew, you want to give us a couple more characters? Yeah, so there's, uh, in addition to the, the bar people, uh, so there's George, who is the uh, the drunk, the old drunk man who hangs out at Finn's bar all the time, who dies very soon. Mm-hmm. He's just a lecherous old fart, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. an alcoholic who has his own stool. He has George's stool, which he takes along with him to fight the sharks. Yep. <laughs> See, that's charming. I like that. And then there's Boz. Uh, who is Finn's right hand man, and he's do they, they he's Australian? But Marcus, you've made note here that he's Tasmanian. Do they say that in the movie? They say he's Tasmanian. Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Uh, but so Boz, yeah, he's Finn's right hand man. He's the one that pulls the forty children out of the bus with the rope. <laughs> Whoa. Um. So apparently, super strong. Um, and he, because he's Australian, he makes a ton of inappropriate jokes and no one addresses it because he's Australian, I guess, and he's charming <laughs> and roguish, and that's what people do. Um, yeah, but there's a, the, the, the next big one, which we haven't hit on yet, uh, the real showstopper, the, the real star here. Oh, yes. <laughs> is Tara Reid as April Wexler, who is Finn's ex-wife. Went back and to man, using her old name. <laughs> <laughs> but man... Does she hate Finn? And man, does he not respect her because he's too busy saving people instead of her and their daughter, even though that's exactly what he did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she, she's, she's, she's no good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then he got the kids. The daughter's Claudia. There's nothing about her other than she texts a lot and feels like her dad likes her brother more. Um, which we didn't even know the brother existed till halfway through the movie. <laughs> and then the brother Matt, the son, uh, he's in flight school and he can fly a helicopter. Why not? Yep. Nice. That's it. And that's Those all are the you need to know about all characters. All right. Characters. Cool. Those tropes. Tropes. Yeah. Let's let's give you a few of the things that we just absolutely love about this. Um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So the first one, as has been previously mentioned, sharks are nature's perfect killing machine. Well, duh. So uh, they, and again, they are coming out of the air, and it's like they're like made of razor blades or swords <laughs> because they can just slice through people, uh, <laughs> and they're just falling on things like they're literally falling from the sky into like power lines and on the ground and exploding or just falling splat and then wriggling around so Ugh. just imagine sharks the perfect killing machine raining from the sky at all times uh-huh. they act like you put a bear trap in a rocket launcher <laughs> yes that is the perfect way to describe it thank you um there so like lots of shotgunning sharks in the face 
Neat. So make sure there's a shotgun in there. Uh-huh. Um, also, and I don't know how you can write this, but if you can somehow write in a complete lack of content regard in regard for continuity, oh, okay. um, please do. <laughs> All right. Um, this movie has like almost a complete lack of regard for continuity. There's there's no consistency between shots. The weather changes. <laughs> yeah completely it's raining in one shot and then it's not it's dark in one shot and it's sunny in the next Mm -hmm. it's It's, almost like it has a love for discontinuity not just a disrespect for continuity it just didn't care they did not care (laughs) i can do that and then you've got no one cares about the deaths okay someone (laughs) dies they forget their name two seconds later there's zero shock from it other than maybe there's a blood splatter and then they just, they're on. Um, lots of bikini exploitation, lots of terrible jokes, mostly sexist. Um, and that's, that's you know, kind of the feel of this movie. Neat. All right. Uh, um, what's the, uh, is there any particular scene you want me to cover? Oh, I'm glad you asked. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I do not care what you're right. Just make me laugh. Okay come up with something that's a little bit captivating and make me laugh. That's all, right. that's all I want out of this. Okay. Andrew, do you have something more specific? No, 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 no. I was just I, I just said yes in that we have the assignment and that is the assignment, you know. <laughs> uh, make this how make this how we want a B movie to be in that it knows that it's bad. Oh, yeah. fantastic. More more planet terror than this. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, are there bonus points for me? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll start with that. Yes, please. So my bonus points is Nova, the bikini bartender, uh, has a scar, which is so obviously a shark bite scar. Okay. Uh, But she refuses to acknowledge it as such, and Uh she refuses to tell the story of how she got it until the very end. And it's just, every time she's like, I don't want to talk about it. So you're expecting some great mystery. I want you to come up with the most ridiculous, amazing story about how she got that scar. Ooh. Uh, and a reason why she doesn't want to talk about it anymore that is super embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> so the I best, like that. best scar story you can give me, the better. All right. Andrew? All right. That, that's really good. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> um, so my bonus points are I, you need to use the word chomp three times because that's what sharks do they chomp 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 <laughs> all right there's really good biting noises in this movie <laughs> and they're always like the same thing just like repeated <laughs> yeah it's fantastic so, like they like, they, they bought one an... stock uh sound effect of a bite of a shark bite and just used it over and over again yeah, maybe yep. like uh, edited, you know, the length of it so one sounds a little <laughs> faster than the other. Um, but that's about it. Uh, but yes, get some some chomping in there. That is the bite sound of a shark <laughs> falling from the sky. You don't need to tell me, baby. <laughs> oh, I am pumped for this. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, 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 and yeah. uh, I'm gonna have additional bonus points that Ooh, I just realized. Uh-oh. Um. The the chop is much more important than this, uh-huh. but uh, uh, Jaws references you have to put some Jaws references in it, oh, or goody. you can just don't, don't don't feel don't don't hold yourself back from any Jaws references because this movie doesn't. All <laughs> Which, right, I gotta say that was my favorite joke in the Riff Tracks. Is <laughs> anytime they'd make a Jaws reference, the Riff Tracks guys would shout, 
we get it. There's a better <laughs> shark movie. <laughs> uh, well, I am going to go write the best shark movie of all time. Thank you very much. So You're welcome. I am going to just uh, swim on off. And, uh, or maybe fly through the air. I don't know how these, whatever, we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. (laughs) All right, we'll see ya. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, Sham listeners, if you like the show, there are two things you can do that'll really help us out. The first is subscribe. You'll get a new episode every week in 2016 without fail. That's our pledge to you. And that'll be delivered automatically to your device. Beyond that, you could really help us out by writing a review. Let other people know what the show's about, what your experience has been. And if it's positive, all the better. If you don't feel like you can write a positive review, think about it as a writing challenge. You think you're better than us? Write a sham fiction of a good review. Make us believe that you believe in us. I know you can do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Alright, Andrew. While Eric is writing his Sharknado... What do you think he's writing about? Is it going to be a secret Titan AE crossover? A Dredgenado? Because I would pay good money for this. Well, in that case, I mean, we know the outcome. Because you can't beat the Dredge. They're pure energy. So therefore, our hero Finn and his barflies would be swiftly defeated. So so a Dredgenado would just be like a lightning bolt, right? Just a tornado of pure energy? Just, Just, uh... I don't know. It's just, it's like a lightning tornado. It's like a swirling vortex of lightning death. Uh, But no, that's amazing. That should just be your bonus points. You should just call that. (laughs) (laughs) That should be it. (laughs) Uh, So mine mine are going to be, I want a a real, I want Eric to have like a real valid somehow explanation meteorologically. I don't know how to say that word. I had a stupid tongue. With the sky, it's hard, sky isn't stuff. It? Meteorologically, there you go. Yes, yes. Uh, explanation for the Sharknado. <laughs> I just want, and hopefully by just like one of the barflies again, like uh, uh, the the old guy whose name I'm drawing a complete blank on. Right, George just has like a some sort of scientific explanation, or, and it's or like just an the old timer. Back in my day, I was a boy but five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, that'd be good. Like, but we, but we, we already have the Nova story, so I don't know if we're gonna get two stories. But uh, what do you think? Is the is the dredge gonna be yours, or do you got something no, else? No, so I don't think we'll get a dredge NATO. Although that's uh, instant hundred percent score for the rest of the season if he did do a dredge NATO. Um, oh my goodness! But what I do want to see, and we kind of hinted at it, but I don't think we explicitly said it, is that there's a lot of that LA specific chatter. So that's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see a reference to the 405 or whatever it's going to be. That's, uh, yes. That's yes. what I want to see. Putting the in front of highways. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they do in L.A., and I don't know if they do that anywhere else. They certainly don't do that here in the Twin Cities. Or they go to In-N-Out Burger or whatever it's going to be. Sure. So any anything like that. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say that that's that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. You're, you're giving him you're giving him uh, something that uh, you could actually hit. He is he's uh, known like, Los Angelino. Yeah, he knows his way around. Yep. All right, let's bring him in. That's good. This is good. I want Dredgenato though. <laughs> hey sailors, I'm back from writing. Ships ahoy! 
<laughs> yes, Chips Ahoy indeed. This sham fiction has been fueled by Chips Ahoy brand cookies. Registered trademark. Excellent. Uh, I'm so ready for your Sharknado, Eric. Oh man, I'm ready to I'm ready to do this thing. I'm 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 excited too. Should I just dive into it? Oh please. See what I did there? Dive, see what dive I did there? straight in. Oh, dive. Oh man. Dive. Alright. You're gonna need a bigger boat. That that's some bad hat, Harry. Here Ooh. we go. <laughs> Sharknado by Eric Carlson. That's me. Here we go. This isn't fair. Finn thinks as the three twisters close in on either side of them. That was supposed to be the last one. (laughs) He stands back to back with April, the woman who, until a few moments ago, was his estranged ex-wife. She scans the tornadoes, which have begun to circle around them like a pack of sharks closing in on a baby harp seal. The harsh winds twist and pull at their tattered, blood-stained clothes. They don't see the sharks yet, but they can hear them chomping and gnashing beyond the watery veil of the cyclones. April adjusts her overworked push-up and says, They're still coming. They're still coming. That old gypsy woman was wrong. Finn nods at this and pulls the cord, ripping new life into his trusty chainsaw. April does the same with her own. She looks over her left shoulder and says, I'm sorry, baby. I never should have taken the kids. He looks over his right and meets her gaze. I forgive you. I never should have taken the dogs. They shit so much. Are you ready for this? She nods. Just like Lumber Canyon back home. They rev the dual chainsaws, belting a gasoline-powered duet to the key of fuck yeah, just as three massive, great whites leap from the twisters and bare their thousands of razor-sharp teeth in horrifying unison. In less than a heartbeat, April and Finn have brought their motor axes into the paths of the smaller two, splitting them right down the middle from tip to tail like so many shark-shaped cords of wood. Yes... April thinks, as the two halves of her shark fly to either side, colliding with the halves of Finn's shark and flopping to the ground with a bloody splash. (laughs) My father would be so proud. But she has forgotten about the third shark. With a crunch and a rip of tearing flesh, it collides with April's midsection like a runaway freight train, splitting her body in two before she can even blink. April! Finn shouts as the shark rockets past, bits of and pieces of the woman he loved flying off in every direction. <laughs> it is in this moment that Finn realizes that he has wasted the best years of his life in a shitty dive bar instead of with his family. And now it's all over. No takesies backsies. <laughs> so be it, he thinks, as the twisters inch even closer, obscuring his vision and lifting him bodily into the air. The chainsaw slips from his grasp and clatters to the concrete. Dad! Matt shouts breathlessly, coming to a stop 50 yards from the three twisters that have just combined to form one megacyclone. He wipes the lipstick from his face and neck as he searches for signs of his father within the churning hive of spray, dust, and blood. 
The sound of Finn's screams filled the air of the parking lot of the Long John Silvers, accompanied by the manic growls and chomps of the dozen or so sharks that are being propelled about the tornado like the blades of a huge, deadly helicopter. Nova catches up to him and halts as well, eyes wide with terror. Mr. Shepard? She says softly. Suddenly, out from the body of the swirling twister, a bloody, translucent, softball-sized object flies at them, ricochets off the concrete at Matt's feet, and bounces off in the direction of the restaurant's dumpster from which they had just come. He follows it with his gaze for a moment before realizing with shock what it is. A bloody breast implant. (laughs) Mom? He whispers, horror etched into his face. And then Finn's screams suddenly cease, causing Matt to turn back around as the ragged and broken body of his father is ejected from the swirling death vortex and lands with a horrible wet thud at their feet. Nova screams. The cyclone bears down on them and whips at their hair. No, Matt says numbly. That Sharknado must pay. With a barbarian-like shout, Matt steps over his father's corpse and begins running towards the gigantic, unstoppable tornado with nothing but his fists spared. No, Matt! comes a shout from behind. He stops and turns, seeing Nova standing there, bloodied bikini top still miraculously in place after everything they'd been through. You can't fight it! No one can! Nova! Matt shouts, tears welling in his blue eyes. That thing killed my parents. I have to do something. Not again, she says, stepping over Finn's body as well. Don't you dare do this to me, Matt. You saw what it did to your parents. It will do the same to you. We blew up the others, Matt argues. This one's different, she shouts, stepping right up to the man she suddenly and inexplicably loves. (laughs) This isn't a regular Sharknado, Matt. It can't be defeated the same way as the others. Matt sees that one of Nova's hands has strayed absentmindedly to the scar on her perfectly flat stomach. She notices his gaze and quickly moves her hand behind her back. Matt puts his own hand on her shoulder. What do you know? She meets his eyes. They're fiercely blue with specks of gray, like a breaking wave on that Southern California day so long ago. The deadly vortex spins madly out of control behind him, but he doesn't break the gaze. Tell me, he says. Matt, it's... it's too painful. Tell me, what makes this Sharknado so powerful? Tears are now streaming down Nova's perfect face, and she finally breaks eye contact and turns away from the boy. It was a long time ago. I don't want to talk about it. Matt wraps his arms lovingly around her, feeling a little boob while he does so. It's okay, babe, he whispers, incomprehensibly audible over the roaring din of a tornado no more than 20 feet away. It's a shark bite, isn't it? No, it's... But the words catch in her throat. It's... Well, yes, but not from a regular shark. This is confusing to Matt. He releases her and says... Then what was... She cuts him off and turns back around. Matt, I've seen a Sharknado before, years ago. (gasps) But it wasn't like this. She shakes her head back and forth, as if to say it wasn't like this. (laughs) She wipes her eyes. It was something bigger. 
more ancient, more malevolent. What does that mean? Matt asks. Matt, all of these Sharknadoes are just regular tornadoes, but with sharks inside them, right? He counts on his fingers, then nods his head and says, Yeah, so... Well, what if I were to tell you that there was a different kind of Sharknado? One not spoken of since the Elder Days. (laughs) Nova, what are you talking about? I'm talking about that, she says, pointing a finger over Matt's shoulder. He spins and sees that the tornado has changed. Instead of a swirling gray torrent of water and dirt speckled with the occasional underwater super predator, there now spins an enormous scarlet-red hyper-tornado twirling into the shape of a gigantic shark. (laughs) What is that thing? Matt shouts, throwing a protective arm in front of Nova, touching a little more boob in the process. It is a megalodonado, a tornado not containing sharks, but made of sharks, and also in the shape of a shark. As the beastly thing approaches, Matt can see its body is composed of a churning swirl of shark guts, blood, fins, and teeth, as if an entire pile of angry sharks was put through a gigantic blender. It opens its massive, swirling jaws and emits a roar unlike anything Matt's ever heard before, like a herd of elephants trying to stop an 18-wheeler carrying a shipment of air horns from smashing into a backyard swimming pool full of drunk teenagers. (laughs) You've seen this thing before? He shouts over the cacophony. Once, she says softly. It it killed my father and chomped a piece out of me. <laughs> we, we should run, Matt suggests. No, Nova shouts. That thing is a Sharknado elemental, Matt. It creates Sharknados, and it won't <laughs> stop creating them until they overrun the entire world. The huge blood beast lunges at them, snapping its Mack truck-sized jaws made of the smaller jaws of innumerable other sharks. They dive out of the way, but not fast enough. A flying shark tooth lashes out, and a line of blood appears across Matt's left cheek as something round and white flies into the air and bounces across the parking lot. Oh no, Nova thinks. Not his beautiful eye! Matt screams, My beautiful eye! That thing took my eye! He flails on the ground, clutching at his bleeding face. The Megalodonado swims through the air, cutting a tight loop and chomping threateningly at Nova and the prone form of Matt, now in a fetal position on the pavement. We're dead! We're all dead! He screams. The ancient beast of maritime bloodlust roars again, and no less than six cyclones appear in the parking lot, called into existence by its ageless and unknowable power. Several small sharks burst forth from the mini-sharknados, but Nova just smiles and says, Not this time, baby. With that, she cocks her shotgun, the one her father gave her just before she lost him forever, and unloads. A few quick bursts of exploding shark later, and she's empty. The megalodonado bears down on her and opens wide. She tries to shoot it in the face, but she's completely out of ammo. With a sinking feeling, she thinks, Well, 
This is it. It's finally found me after all these years. She lets the shotgun hang loosely at her side, and she closes her eyes with a finality that says, I'm ready to die. (laughs) Babe! Shouts Matt from the pavement. Catch! She jerks her head down to see Matt toss something up at her. She reacts instinctively and snatches the two small canisters out of the air and realizes with satisfaction that they are the shotgun shells that they got from the old gypsy woman earlier, the ones that had been filled with shark shot and blessed over the bones of her father. Yes, she thinks, this might just do it. But she isn't fast enough. With a horrifying chomp made from the force of a thousand shark parts slamming into one another, she is engulfed. Nova! Matt screams. Not again! (laughs) The Megalodonado lifts its great red nose and does a victory lap around the parking lot, dismissing the surrounding mini-tornadoes as it does so. It roars in victory, and Matt cries tears of blood from one eye and tears of tears from the other. Bemoaning the loss of his mother, his father, and the girl he had just made out with in the dumpster behind the Long John Silvers. Just finish me off, he thinks. I don't have anyone else. The shark-shaped tornado, made of a bunch of other sharks, as if reading his mind, turns towards Matt and approaches slowly, like a cat toying with a mouse. It opens its great maw once more. It's just like that old gypsy woman said, is the last thought in his head. But then, boom! The left side of the Megalodonado's head explodes in a burst of teeth, fins, and other assorted shark parts. Its mouth closes, and it backs away from Matt in shock before, boom! Another blast tears its head clean off causing the entire hyper-sharknado to erupt like a fountain made up entirely of seafood. Matt is completely doused in shark blood and pelted with a hundred harmless little shark teeth. He wipes his face and uses his remaining eye to see, with amazement, Nova standing in the epicenter of the shark explosion. Every square inch of her is covered in viscera, and she's burying a few scratches here and there but he's disappointed to see that her top has managed to stay on once again. (laughs) Nova? He shouts, finding nothing else to say. You killed it! She nods to Matt, then looks down at her trusty shotgun and says, Thanks, Dad. (laughs) The end. Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Oh, Oh, no! We need need Eric presents Sharknado 2, the second one. (laughs) Oh man! You have the power to make this happen. Oh Oh, my goodness! There are sequels, many sequels. Well done! I am so happy. I got to tell you immediately, you did the impossible with this, which is make it worthwhile that I've actually seen Sharknado now. It was worth (laughs) it just to hear your sham. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Because I I got into this uh, thinking, yeah. The things I do for this podcast, it's not worth it. It's just not. It's too much. I only, Such a dark place. I only have one life to live. I could have learned. To, I could have read a book. I watched Sharknado, and now I understand why. Uh-huh. It's like the old gypsy woman said. <laughs> uh, I am pleased that you are pleased. Oh, I'm so pleased. Mr. Neal, uh. what do you get? 
Well, to start off, I think this had some of the best, like, just language that I've ever ever heard on sham fiction. <laughs> um, <laughs> just this, some of the, the, some of the, well, you said shit a lot, so I can say shit. Some of the shit you said, just like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the tears of blood and the tears of tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I just, the, oh God. I, I, I loved the language in it so much. There were just so many little things. I didn't write down enough of them to to point to them specifically. But, oh my goodness, just so much fun. Uh, I'm glad. Like, yeah. That was the, uh, <sighs> that was the uh, intended reaction. Like, you just went so far with it. Like, further than, like, I thought... You know, it's just like, where? how can it possibly go that far? <laughs> you know, like, like, and I like how you kind of, um, well, you, you kind of added in that element that are, like, in other, like, movies like this, like, with the Megalodon, like, there's the Megalodon <laughs> yeah. movies. Like, yep. you put that and made that part of this, which I, again, not having seen the sequels, I don't know if the Sharknado sequels do that, but I, my guess is they don't, and... That was a very welcome addition to this world. I don't think they would have the budget to create what you have created here. Oh, no, most definitely not. <laughs> Which is great. I'm glad really? we got to experience yeah. that. <laughs> so how was this for you? How was the process of writing this? It seemed like you had quite a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, I had so much fun. It took me a long time to get started. Like This was a case of just extreme writer's block. Because the the assignment, like, I felt so much pressure to take something as off the wall as Sharknado and actually make it, like, a fun-to-listen-to story. And it kind of kept me from starting for a long time. But I think this was, like, a good example of just one of the most important lessons I've learned on this show so far, mm-hmm. which is that when, if you want to be a writer, if you want to write... You can't let stuff like that get in your way. You have to just start typing, like yeah. no matter what. Like if you don't, yeah. even if you have no idea what you're gonna do, if you have no plan, as I, I didn't really have much of a plan at the beginning. Um, just forcing myself to write and allowing myself to write stupid shit helps because then you get into a flow and it starts going a lot faster. And this, um, this took me a little while to do, but this was, um. This was basically completely uninhibited for me. Like, it was every stupid joke and idea I had that came to mind, I put in there and I let it be. (laughs) Like, normally I would maybe, you know, tone it down a little bit or try to tie the whole piece together in some consistent way. And instead I just wrote. And I wrote everything that came to mind, regardless of how silly. And I kind of tried to revel in that silliness. And uh, I think the results came together. Uh pretty well i am i'm very happy with this you should be no i I loved this i i i mean i can see the artifact of the way you wrote this in terms of as far as perspective goes it wasn't the most consistent you kept the, the tense properly but Sometimes the transitions between who we were following made things a little bit hard to follow, which ironically fits the film very well because (laughs) you have no idea what's going on at any point. Uh, (laughs) Then it was intentional. Lack of regard for continuity. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But I loved it. I had so much fun with this, Eric. Uh, Great. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, so very you. You made a little Star Wars joke. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. So, yeah, this was the sort of thing, the tone that, that like, I that I wanted out of this film that it didn't give me (laughs) Um, where it is ridiculous and it's even exploitational, especially, I mean, one of my favorite, again, like language things was the overworked push-up bra and the fact (laughs) that an implant comes flying out of the tornado, which is fantastic. It's Tara Reid. Yes. And and that you killed Tara Reid and Ian Ziering, which is fantastic. Um, The two stars of the series are just dead in your piece here. (laughs) Uh, yep. Just just taking liberties, you know, uh, which I love. But, yeah, but, like, ex- embracing those exploitational elements that are in B-movies, even, like, classic B-movies, which are, in a lot of the classic ones, unintentional, but adding that modern wink and flair yeah. to it. That's, that's, what's, that's what makes it work for me. Um, and I think also just makes it more easy to digest without feeling kind of bad for liking it you know um it gives you that out with that wink um which is nice yeah. i loved the tongue-in-cheek mythology uh <laughs> referring to the old gypsy woman and the history of this megalodonado yeah was, all of that just made me so happy uh, yeah. and, I and of think course that the answers... old gypsy woman was just a you know throwaway line yeah. I threw in the beginning and the night of course kept cropping oh. <laughs> back up so it became part of the story that's great uh, I think it answers Andrew's question or his secret bonus points I would say secret bonus points Ooh, tell me tell me tell me well I don't know if I'll give him that much credit because uh, <laughs> it was a it was a mystical explanation uh, I wanted a meteorological explanation <laughs> meteorol i can't say that word meteorological I'm- yes thank you i can't say it you guys can say it uh explanation for this so to kind of dig into the science behind the sharknado like somebody just perks up and gives up a scientific explanation for it uh, sure. but this was a lot of fun to kind of just go in the opposite i to to full disclosure i thought you were gonna go uh pacific rim with it i thought it was going to be a kaiju <laughs> uh <laughs> Instead of the Megalodon, but the Megalodon was so much more horrific and completely unforeseen. I did not imagine. I don't know if I've ever seen a monster made out of other monster parts before. Other, than, Well, I mean, like, like ground-up monster parts. <laughs> I just imagined, like, a meat grinder, you know, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> blobby and everything, which is oh, great. Well, then, uh, what did you feel about the imagery of that? Because that, um, that was a concept that I knew is hard to understand without a lot of description. And so I tried to put a lot of uh, like repetitive descriptions or just trying to describe this monster in many different ways. Do you feel like it came across? Did you get a good image in your head for what this was supposed to be? So I was picturing this as like a school of fish. I didn't see it as individual shark parts. I just thought it was a bunch of sharks in formation of a larger shark. Really? That, that was the image I had in my head. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it was fantastic still. <laughs> yeah, it's still good. Still good. All right. Andrew? Um, I thought it was just, like, torn up and, like, again, like, a bunch of, like, torn up and bloody, like, meat parts, like, just swirling together. 
Um, eh, well, 50-50. Yeah. Ain't bad. All right, thanks. I was worried about that. I don't know. I think it works either way. It's still interesting. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting to know, too, uh, Marcus, what you said about the um, the point of view of this, because this was the first time I've ever sat down to try to do omniscient point of view, like complete, you know, complete omniscience, um, where we're jumping around and we're seeing everybody's thoughts. <laughs> like, I made it a point to go in and give thoughts from every single character, even if we did not need to know their thoughts in that moment, just for the sake of doing it. Sure. Um, so it was interesting to hear that it's it was kind of throwing you off a little bit because we're jumping around a little too much. So actually, so I don't think you were jumping around enough. Oh, really? Um, what I got out of it was it felt like we were sticking with a character for a good long while, and then we'd switch to another character. And there were just okay. a couple of sides. So I felt like most of the piece was Finn, and then most of the rest of it was Matt, then we got a little Nova. But the mm-hmm. transitions between them weren't frequent enough for me to feel like you were going for omniscient. And it felt oh, like when we were in Matt's head, we weren't getting the thoughts from anyone else. That was sure. the perspective mm-hmm. I got. But I can't be too critical because I was laughing so hard that it's possible I missed <laughs> some of those lines and indicators. Uh, no, but it's fair. But that that is, yeah, I would say with the omniscient, you can push it even further and not linger with the same person as much. Good to know. Yeah, omniscient is something that people just don't use very often anymore. So it's hard to find good examples of it. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's a good thing to practice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we got to move right. on to scores. Score time. Ooh, yes, please. Mr. Neil, do so, you want to go first? Yes, yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to say final verdict that you did not get my secret bonus points of the Oof. scientific explanation. I for you, Eric. Yeah. I'm not going to give that to you, but I am going to happily give you my normal bonus points because there were, I counted four chomps. There's at least four chomps. There I, might be a fifth somewhere. There might be there. a fifth in there somewhere, but I got four, which uh, over my, or supersedes my requirement of three. Yeah. So you get those. Um, and the fact that I had a hell of a lot of fun with this and that it showed me something that I never thought that I would see with the Megalodona NATO, uh, <laughs> is just so great. And the use of chainsaws and, uh, lumber canyon and <laughs> making out behind the dumpster and also just like... <laughs> Like the, I love that I was, I was kind of happy that you addressed it at the end, but I kind of didn't want you to address it at the end because at the beginning when they were talking about the dumpster, like I was just like they were making out behind the dumpster while the Sharknado shit is going on. I yeah. love that, um, <laughs> and I like and the fact that like Sharknados just exist in this world and like Nova knows about it and it seems that everybody else kind of knows about it too. <laughs> like that's magical. I it's just, just a thing that happens, Andrew. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't live in California, but that's why we live in a landlocked place. <laughs> exactly. I'm scared of Sharknados. Mm-hmm. So, all these things considered, I really dug it. It might have been a little formless, but I think that's in the spirit of the thing. Um <laughs> So I am going to give you full points. You're getting a full set of shark teeth. All <gasps> all 1,000 teeth in the mouth of the shark. Whoa! Yay! Chomp, chomp, chomp! All three. That's fantastic. <laughs> Marcus? All right, so I will say, uh, yeah, the form thing, but that doesn't lose any points this time. 
you learned an important lesson about writer's block, which is that there's no such thing as writer's block. And yep. you can spend a day not writing because you have writer's block, or you can spend a day writing and throw out everything if you have writer's block. And the latter is a much better use of your time. Because um, yeah. usually you can write yourself in. So I really dug that. That, that was a lesson you had from this. Uh, I loved it. The language was so good. So many funny things. The fish references. Uh, you didn't get my secret bonus points, which was to have a very L.A. thing. So if they'd been oh, making okay. out behind the dumpster of the In-N-Out burger, you would have gotten secret bonus points. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. But Long uh, but John Silver's Long John Silver's is too good. Yeah, yeah. And also really lame. <laughs> Super lame. Yeah. Uh, you, you got my regular <laughs> bonus points because I loved the reason that she wasn't willing to say it. And uh, you didn't get my amazingly secret obscure bonus points, which was to have a dredge NATO. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the ultimate you can't unstoppable. Beat that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh lord, that's one of those rare secret bonus points that would have given you full marks for the rest of the season. <laughs> but, <laughs> which oh, I'm really waiting for one of those just I to could. activate. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll make it'll a lot less amusing. It'll be it'll be the last episode of the season, and somebody <laughs> will get that bonus point. Uh, so your points. Uh, I'm going to give you a mixed score. Um, I'm going to give you all the hickeys down the right and left sides of the neck, which they're able to get through the dumpster, and uh-huh. two of mom's breast implants uh, flying through the air. <laughs> That's so, so much good stuff. You get you get everything. Oh, Lord. Full marks. Oh, thanks, well done. guys. Oh, crap. I, I want to uh, I wanna ask something. Um, were there any yeah. Jaws references in it? I no. didn't write anything down. Unfortunately, no. There were there were three whole lines of dialogue that I wanted to try to move in there, or to try to get in there, two of which we've already mentioned. Because what did we say? You're going to need a bigger boat? Yep. Bad some hat bad Harry. hat Harry. And there's a third one, and I don't remember what it is right now. Come on, Jaws fans. The Jaws fans in the audience are screaming. I know. Yeah. It's that line. Anyway. Sorry, I wanted M-H. to fit one of those. Oh, oh, oh. It's a uh, <laughs> cage goes into cage goes into water. Yeah, yeah that Sharks in water. Our shark. Whatever he says there. <laughs> right? That's the one. Sharks swim in water. There's water in the toilet. I rest my case. Thanks, Randall. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway, I couldn't fit him in there, unfortunately. If you want to watch Sharknado, don't. Just listen to this episode again. But if you really want to watch Sharknado, you can get it on Amazon Prime, uh, both the non-Riff Tracks and Riff Tracks version. I prefer the Riff Tracks. Andrew thinks <laughs> I was, uh, you know, just unwilling to man up and watch the show. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel but that I way. I support Very much comedy so. out of Minneapolis is what I support. There Andrew. you go. So, Riff yeah, Tracks. They don't here anymore. <laughs> they do. It was filmed at the State Theater in Minneapolis. I've been there many times. No flipping way. Yeah, uh, howdy doody. It's also yeah. on Netflix. Also, if it's you're on Netflix, Netflix I, I highly recommend just searching shark movies on Netflix, which is what I did <laughs> in order to find it, because you'll find the Megalodon, the aforementioned Megalodon on there, I'm pretty positive. Some Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Ooh. And I think I haven't seen it, but my personal favorite that I saw Avalanche Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, super enough said there uh but yeah there you go you can also Watch get the some... dvd blu-ray it'll show up on sci-fi constantly uh there are 
four as of this recording. There will be more after this, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to go check it out. I'm excited to watch this now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you, Eric. To be well disappointed. done. Thank you, audience. And yeah, that's done. all I've got. Just another reminder you can't defeated. beat the dredge. And we'll uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This has been Eric Carlson for Sham Fiction. Oh, no, he did that. He did that thing. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. Next week, Andrew is leaving his regular old life behind and moving to a sleepy little town with a dark, well, very pale secret. Who is this cute boy? Why does he look like he wants to puke when he's near me? Why does he avoid the sunlight while making topical references to the Great War and talkies? Do you know what he is? Say it. Next time on Sham Fiction.